Welcome everyone to another episode of What's Your Story? I am Michael DeLulio, joined as always by Deborah Luna. How are we doing, Deborah? I am well. How are you today, Michael? Not bad. I'm, we got we got a real, uh, I know we just talked about this, some thunderstorms rolling through. So there's some, some scared pets, some maybe anxious <laughs> children around I the know. house. I'll be looking forward to going out and looking for the rainbow afterwards, though. I think the sun's going to break through here soon, so that should be good. All right, perfect. Well, I... Uh, I I'm super excited for this today. I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do because you actually did this without me. Uh, <laughs> last last October, um, we had on the Paychecks Director of Benefits and Wellbeing, Jake Flights, and we talked about the five types of well-being. Um, and fantastic conversation. And it doesn't seem like there's a better opportunity than maybe right now to revisit the importance of overall well-being. And just so that people are thinking about all the different aspects of, of what that might mean um, in today's, you know, pretty challenging, a little bit stressful world that we're in. Sure. So we're excited to have Jake back on the show. Uh, how are we doing, Jake? I'm doing great, Michael. How you doing? Hi, Deborah. Hello, hello. Good to be Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, I think this is your, you might be our first repeat guest. So congratulations on that very esteemed honor. That is a very nice honor. And you can say I'm very proud of being from Canisius, New York, too. Yes. Where it's always sunny and 70. Oh, well, lovely. Well, we'll head there after this and we'll do some socially distant <laughs> visiting on your uh, the waterfront there. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know, as Michael teed off, you know, I think now is a really good time for us to just revisit all the things that go into well-being, mental health. You know, we're, we're just wrapping mm-hmm. up Mental Health Awareness Month here. It's, it's sort of towards the tail end of May. Um, so can, you know, in the last couple of months specifically, the landscape of mental health awareness has changed so dramatically. And, you know, the way that we support our employees here at Paychex I don't think has changed um, because we were already doing such a fantastic job. But can you talk a little bit about how the conversations have shifted under your umbrella, you know, among your team? And what are the things that have come up as a result? And what are the things that we luckily had in place in advance? And how have we maybe pivoted some things to adapt to this new environment? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the the major change is, is of course, been just environmentally, right? And and from, I'll talk about it maybe both from a personal standpoint, personal being non-work related, and then a work related thing. So let's, the personal thing, of course, was the coronavirus, right? The novel coronavirus, COVID-19 as a disease and the impact that it's had globally, right? Let alone in the United States, in New York State, in the greater Rochester area. For those of us living here, and of course, we're located throughout the United States, uh, in India, in, in Germany, in Denmark, and stuff like that. So that's been the biggest that's big, the biggest thing. And then the impact from a work standpoint was remarkably, and I'm, I'm still honestly, um, you know, both pride, you know, a lot of pride, but just in awe of the amount of folks that were moved to work from home in essentially about a week, right? To 95% of the workforce. And in the abrupt change that that caused in all of our lives. Um, so you have that sort of getting used to like all of a sudden I'm at home and we've seen, right, kids, pets, spouses, roommates, you name it, rooms really not set up, you know, that most of us were maybe occasionally working from home. Um, I shouldn't say most of us, some of us were, and that's one thing to work, you know, in a spare bedroom or to work off of my kitchen counter, my little island, which is where I am most of the time, versus doing it every day, all day, right? Um, and so that's been, that's been, I think, a dramatic, a dramatic change. And then lay on top of that, so that's like another way of saying upheaval, I think, right? Um, another, uh, lay on top of that, just the uncertainty 
of the coronavirus and things changing seemingly almost every day. Our knowledge of it, how you get it, what its impact is, who's at risk, what's that mean to, to me, to my family, my neighbors, my friends, and all that stuff. So that, I think that's the biggest thing that really changed for everybody, right? Now, the good news is we're not in it alone. You know, that's me, you, and Michael, or all Paychex employees and their families. It's really everybody that's in it. And so I think our pivot in part has been, what does that mean then? What does it mean to then support our employees' well-being, in particular their emotional well-being when you have that that level of change and that level of uncertainty? Yeah. And Jake, you mentioned the transition to working from home. You talked a little bit about ergonomics, really. If you don't have a home workstation, yeah. setting something up. And then I want to I want to yeah. put a phrase out there that is not new, but I suppose you might get a, a heightened emphasis now. So what about work-life balance? Separating work and home with now home is work and what, what what's the challenge or what can people do? Yeah, that is a great question, Michael. And, and really, and, and Deborah's probably heard this a little bit from me because she hangs out a bit with us, uh, which is always good, um, is, you know, I've always been, and, and it's not my my change in praise, but I really think that you started to see over the last few years people talking about work-life integration versus work-life balance, right? And, and I think that's the right way to view it because I feel like when we talk about work-life balance, we're treating it like it's a scale, like, hey, my my work's here, my life's down here, or vice versa, and I got to get this level of equilibrium. When, when the reality, I think, for us, even before COVID, was that work, work life was like this. It, it's pretty seamless, right? And it's seamless because of, of things like these. For those listening at home, uh, he's holding up a cell phone. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and it's sort of, um, it's sort of seamless these days. And, and I think what, what's happened now is that it's become a little more acute. Like, how do you, it, it is just, the integration's been forced, right? Mm-hmm. We're all at home right now. We're all, we're all in our homes. And so now the conversation maybe circles back to what you said, Michael, which is how do we achieve balance? In some ways, I think that's separation. And, and, and we can talk about, I'm hoping we'll talk about that a little bit on, on a sort of very micro level, like the need for, balance slash separation in our work life that is now essentially for many of us, except for our critical on-site employees, they have a whole bunch of different things going on. That, that integration has been forced upon us, really, been thrust upon us. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a different landscape. You know, when we've chosen to work from home or had some flexibility to work remotely, that's one level of adaptation but now when you co- you you put on top of that homeschooling children competing with a spouse for workspace there's also a, probably a, a good percentage of employees who maybe don't have the same physical space um, right. to allow for a separation right there is no right. second bedroom or office space or you know so the balance yeah. of that and the stress that that causes to where do I put my computer where can I you know where can I set that up so when you layer all these different things on I think you know you you call it a good point that it shifts things in a, in a, a way that we were never really ever expecting to have to worry about so I have a question for you because I mean I think historically I think we can be be transparent that paychecks has not been a very work from home culture. We're very office-based. We're very team-oriented. There's lots of Mm -hmm. breakout conversations and, you know, we're we're not this sort of spread across the the continent type of a culture. We're very much 
you know, geocentric in, in many ways. So I have two questions. One, from a, from a mental health perspective, going through that lens, obviously there was no question when this all started to accelerate that we needed to get our employees into a safe space. Mm-hmm. So what seat at the table did the mental health and well-being as a whole sort of persona have at the table in that shift out of the office? And more importantly, how much of a seat at the table does that persona have on the return to office conversation? Yeah, those are both really good questions. And and, and quite honestly, it's, I was um, you know, really, really thrilled that the conversation about our well-being, our employees' well-being, was immediate, was mm-hmm. absolutely immediate from very senior leadership in the company. Like, what are we doing to take care of our people? Um, and in fact, I even had to quite, you know, now hopefully this was the right thing to do. I was even kind of going like, well, let's hold back just a little bit, right? I mean, this came up like right away in the first yeah. week, you know, and I was like, let's, there's a lot of change going on, let's going, you know, happening right now. Let's let things settle a little bit before we start pushing a lot of communication out there because quite honestly, I thought it would just get lost. Right. I mean, it's sort of like, Hey, I'm being, you've seen me, you know, show pictures of, you know, I got a favorite fire hose picture. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to fire hose people. Right. But, but that was, that was, I thought, I thought a great testament to the leadership saying we got to take care of our people. Right. This is a big period of change. And I'm going like, I agree a hundred percent, but let's, Let's make let's make sure the timing's right, and and I think we did that. I, I hope we did that. So so that's how it happened on the front end. It's happening on the on the on the back end now too, as we start to just think about Deborah, like return to work. And, and again, a place where I feel really good about what we're doing is health and safety of our employees is of paramount concern, right? That's that's what's leading the conversation. You know, is that and, and and when we think of health, we're thinking about our health holistically, not just our physical health. How do we ensure that people, if you and I, or Michael, or any of the, our employees, go back to the work environment or, or in the work environment, like our cozies, how do we make sure that they're safe, right, mm-hmm. physically safe in terms of the virus? But then there's the whole mental aspect, right? And, and there's that level of anxiety, like you said. I think it's it goes from is as important as my kids and my and, and what's going on with them if they're of an age where they're not really self they can't self supervise right mm-hmm. my kid folks that was my guys all the way up to their teenage years <laughs> um, but uh, they may have been the exception right certainly our young certainly our younger kids and that's important and and and, and we've got to be able to address that and recognize that it's not only what we as parents will do it's the anxiety associated with that sure. like how do we how do we how do we make sure from an emotional well-being standpoint we're taking care of that all the way down to pets you know so like my wife and I've been talking recently we've got two puppies they're not in, in near me right now luckily but we'd probably <laughs> hear them but like the anxiety that they're going to have because all of a sudden we're home all the time like so what happens and you know most of us love our pets right and stuff like that so so we're trying to think of it multi-dimensionally and our, our physical and, and certainly our, our emotional and community as well right what does the work environment look like when we go back if we're if we're socially distant, if we're wearing protective masks, and, and there's conversation already taking place because I was on, I, I did the Waggle survey and, and was reading some of the open-ended questions, and there's there's really good questions, comments, thoughts, input that mm-hmm. are taking that are taking place. It's a any you know, it, it's it's a great tool, and I think it'll be very informative for for uh, um, folks that are that are going to be making decisions on that. Yeah. Yeah, I know we uh, paychecks is well into discussions about what a return to work 
or return to the office, I should say, you know, might look like and uh, tons of really great uh, consideration being given to those things. But the truth is, we, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. And so I wanted to ask right. you about, and I'm going back a little bit to a discussion of the, the maybe secondhand effect of being a work from home person full time all of a sudden is, if I'm an employee, and I, I want to ask about, you know, the importance of still taking time for yourself, uh, personal time off or, and, and not just, I'm not just talking about taking a break during the day. I mean, still taking vacation days. And, you know, if, if I'm somebody who's sitting there thinking, well, I'm home all the time and um, I can't go anywhere, I can't travel. What am I going to use a vacation day for? Can you just kind of share some thoughts on the importance of, no, you still really should do that. And here's why, and here's how you can still do it. Maybe even if you can't get on an airplane or, or go somewhere. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's another good point. And I think people tend to think that way. I even think that way, like, well, you know, we were going to go up into Canada for vacation this summer. Well, we can't do that. So I guess we won't go, but I need time off. So I think that's really critical on both a, a more macro level, like a significant, you know, a decent amount of time a week, right? Or long weekend to just get away from, from work. It, it, you know, we're better at our jobs. We're better as people. When we when we create that separation, it's it's not an opinion of mine. It's been well researched, um, so we know we're going to have to force ourselves. So I think then that says to me, Michael, well, what can we do that's maybe a little different? So if I can't go to Canada or I can't hop on a plane or I'm not, you know, some of my plans have been shifted. What is it that I can do that maybe I haven't thought about doing in the in the past? Now I'm I'm finding a lot of real positive uh, impact on being outside, and I tend to be an outside guy a little bit, but but doing it more mindfully, you know, and just really not not with anything in mind. I, I'm like one of those guys when I go on vacation, and I'm like this at work too. I like to be busy doing things, right? I stillness has always been a challenge for me, and I'm finding that I'm appreciating it more. You know, if I'm going on a walk, I'm just enjoying the walk itself, not going well. I'm going okay. I'm going to go for a walk. It's going to be between this time and that time, and that's what I'm going to do. So I would say for me. And I would encourage other folks to explore what you can do locally, you know, within a drive, you know, a day trip. Um, and we can do those things. In fact, that's probably one of the one of the healthiest things and one of the things most available to us is is particularly in the northern climate. It's a little tougher if you're in Arizona in the summer is to get outside, you know, so maybe if you're in, in, in Phoenix, set up to Sedona or Flag or, you know, Flagstaff or something like that. But I think that's that's what we should be looking for. Or if as things start to open up, do we do a day trip to a to a museum, you know, or something like that, if that's going to be available to us and they can, you know, do the appropriate physical distancing. The other thing I'll mention real quick is just, I think you hit on something that's really critical, which is what do we do on a day-to-day -day basis to, to kind of create a little bit of that separation to make sure that we're not just going from one WebEx to another, or one phone call to another. And I think we've got to build that into our calendars. Um, at lunch every day, I try to take the dogs for a walk. You know, I, I'm doing morning walks almost every morning. Uh, because I used to have a 40-minute commute into work. So that was my time to ramp up. And then I had that 40 minutes coming home, which was my time to ramp down. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm there, right? I'm like, I don't have that time to gear up. So a, a walk in the morning is a great time for me just to sort of think about the day and what's kind of what's in front of me, not even just about work, but just to sort of get myself ready and not go from waking up, running down, getting something to eat, and then going into a meeting, right? And the same on the back end. How do I wind down, right? 
I think those are those are critical. What um what resources do employees have right now? You know, from a from a mindfulness perspective, from a wellness perspective. I I know that there are some things and some tools and resources out there, but can you point our listeners towards um, what they can leverage for those for those escapes or or to keep them keyed in? Yeah, there's great virtual classes that we're doing, Deborah, through um, a local company for yoga, for sort of chair yoga, for desk size around mindfulness. And, and I would encourage folks to sign up for that, right? So they're, they're, held, they're being held weekly. Um, they're available to anybody, you know, in the company at different times too. So, uh, some to accommodate our folks kind of Eastern and Central time zone and some for mountain and, and out in the Pacific time zone and stuff. So I think those are great, great chances to, to do that. Um, there are terrific resources available through the EAP beyond just sort of counseling services if we need counseling or, or a member of our family does. And they're, bo- they're both uh, webinars, they're articles, um, infographics and stuff like that. Sometimes all we need is just like a little tip, right? That's, we don't really need an exhaustive article where we don't need to spend an hour in, in, a, in a WebEx. We just need some tips, some ideas on what to do. Um, the EAP has, has that as well. Um, we're really connected with a with an organization called Campaign to Change Direction, which is trying to change on a global basis, sort of the um, lens around behavioral health, mental illness uh, in particular. Um, there's some terrific resources available on the K, uh, Campaign to Change Direction site as well. Um, we will be, I'm, I'm excited about this, we'll be uh, launching across the company a tool called Mequilibrium that we've successfully piloted thanks to the, to the leadership, uh, Scott Elman and folks out in Region 4 across the country that helps, our, helps all of us improve our resiliency, right? And if we think about our ability to handle life's ups and downs, and those happen you know, sometimes in a larger framework, sometimes in the course of a day, right? It's, you know, your day can be a bit of a, if they're like mine, every once in a while, you know, it's kind of a roller coaster, both work-related and non-work-related. Well, you know, the, the key is how do we how do we create some evenness? MeQ is a, is, is a research-based, uh, evidence-based tool that allows us to do that, that will be, again, soon making available across the uh, entire Paychex workforce. Awesome. Yeah, and um, I, I just I know Deborah around where can, where's a one place people can go. I know our HR for You website has uh, a wellness resources page with just uh, tiles that include a lot of the things that Jake just mentioned, but also details on the company's Fitbit challenges. Uh, WebEx has been come so important to us. There's a WebEx resources tile. Um, personal professional development uh, trainings are still ongoing at Paychex in a virtual format. So those are just some of the things. Uh, in addition to homeschooling, we touched on the need for maybe the help with that earlier. So all of these things are on uh, one page and we'll be sure to include the link to that in the comments. But um, yeah, there is that one-stop shop for all these uh, great wellness resources. You know, Michael, if I could just interject real quick, just Fitbit is a great chance for, for all of us. I just did a, I just came off a challenge um, with some folks in the employee support center that just crushed me. Um, and, and I was doing pretty good. I was averaging over 10,000 steps a day. It was for a work week. But you can, all, any of us can go on and within the Paychex community form our own little weekend challenges, work challenges. And it's not just about going out and winning and getting the most steps. It's about the, the fun that you have and the, and the little smack talk that goes on back and forth as well as encouragement. <laughs> well, healthy competition, even in a pandemic, we're, we're still... Uh... Even in a... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exactly. slow down. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's a great sense of community, you know, and we have a lot of fun with it. We did one where we did a walk a mile, right? And it was yep. on a, a, a great on article Memorial on Day. my link. Of, yeah, Javier Roca came up with a great idea um, about doing it in honor of veterans and stuff. So there's we have we have the tools available, right, to, to kind of hit people, hopefully uh, hit them in the sense of, of meet them where they're at and what they want to do in any in any given moment or what's important to them. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say just like when we were talking in October, Jake, you know, knowing that we have uh, a team of people who are are tuned into our well-being always in all ways, I think a, a huge peace of mind um, and knowing that that our well-being has a seat at the table in all the conversations about where the, the, the company, you know, the steps the company is taking is um, it really is. It's just a testament to our culture and, and you know, why I know I'm uh, proud to be here and, and proud to be part of this organization, especially at a time like this. So, um, so thank you for all of that, that information, Michael, anything, anything else, any closing parting thoughts? You said it best. Nope. It's clear, especially when you talk, talk to someone like Jake, that uh, really overall employee well-being is a, a focus and something that Paychex is very committed to. So yeah. I'm very appreciative of uh, all the work you do, Jake. Absolutely. And thanks for, uh, thanks for being a, a, a two-peat here on our show. We appreciate I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. Love coming back anytime. You guys are great. You make it very easy on me oh. um, uh, to, to hop in and do it. I, I really, I really do appreciate, appreciate all the great work that you, that you both do for the, for the organization. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Go enjoy the lake. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.